It's not what comedy was. But it's like a version that works. It's uh it's a bit different. Yeah. I like some parts of it better. It's definitely um it's exercise. It's uh it's good. That's because you bike everywhere now. That's true. <laughs> but, so it's been a while since we last recorded an episode, and since then, a uh, version of comedy has I don't want to say returned because it's very different than what was going on before. But it is a lot of shows. But there are shows again, at least in New York. Obviously, each piece of the country is in a very different spot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly, feels like New York is kind of... New York's the, ahead of L.A. from what I hear. Yeah, the tables have turned. Well, L.A.'s like on yeah. fire right now. Ooh. Yeah. yeah they're, They've they're got stuff good. going on. But the weird part is they have... L.A. seems to have the same infrastructure to do outdoor shows. Like They have do. outdoor shows. Like... LA. Normally, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Which there's is a what... lot of like, yeah. The the outdoor taco shows. Oh, yeah. Good heroines outside. That's one of the best all shows in town. Right. Anyway. Um, yeah, but New York is really kind of dove in to whatever version of comedy they can. So right now the landscape is park shows and lands uh, and uh, rooftop shows, and maybe patio shows. Sort of patio and porch shows uh, with bars. Yeah, but those are technically banned. Cuomo says any any comedy involved with a bar or food establishment is not allowed to be happening, which is which is pretty cool of him. Which is, I mean, that's that's what you're doing with your show now. So you, pro- biggest development is you now are a producer of a a very good comedy show. Oh, here thank in New York. you. He's obligated to say that. No, it is though, but it's it's a very it's a good lineups, and you've sold out every show. Yeah, well, it helps when there's a limited capacity. Makes right. it a little easier on the selling out component, um, but it's so been. So how does how, logistically? Let's talk, talk about how it works. That so you're not just like recklessly yeah. having a show. No, no, no. Yeah. First of all, well, let's let's talk a little bit more about the outdoor, like what's going on as a whole first. But I will say, just as a disclaimer, following all the health guidelines, really, basically the same risk exposure as if you would go out to eat at a restaurant outdoors, which some people aren't care are you know comfortable with. And I totally understand, allows. Yeah, but it's like, you know, phase, we've gone through all the phases, we're now in phase four plus. Yeah, four S. Four, yeah, the four S, the, the 4S iPhone, model. iPhone the of the with phases. with very minor upgrades, as yeah. three cameras, yeah. Yeah, they're like, gyms uh, are allowed to now be a thing, kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. Aquariums and zoos, right? Wasn't, wasn't Bowling the- alleys are open, but <laughs> don't you dare have a oh. comedy show outdoors so the exact <laughs> rules if i remember correctly was first of all it was uh you were allowed to have music sh- ticketed music shows at bars at outdoor bars but not comedy or burlesque even if it was outdoor. Yeah, it was literally like in the rule was like no comedy shows or exotic dancing so like so, hand in hand <laughs> right that's how they view us we're just yeah. the low life you know you exotic dancers out there i'm like you, thank you yours isn't an art form um, dirty, so dirty you you comics. did one show during that 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 was uh, you you gave everyone so a our, ukulele. Yes, yeah. No, our first show we didn't have, but yeah. there may have been restrictions, and we were like unaware, uh-huh. just went for it. Um, the second one we knew about the um, music restriction, so we I went to Guitar Center. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, please give me the cheapest instrument that you have that does not involve your mouth. <laughs> like I'm not gonna have everyone like blow into a recorder over here. I feel like that it's might, yeah, I well, feel so like that wait, might be you, against. You, the... you haven't explained what you did with the instrument. 
the ukulele I had everyone play it. Right, so it was technically a music show, and yes. then the flyer you even crossed out comedy and just crudely <laughs> yeah. put music because technically we're following the rules. If yeah. everyone just strums, yeah, I was it, like, it's fight not, me. It's not a comedy set; it's just riffing between songs. Yeah, all these budding musicians just playing, and now they've restricted it even deeper. Which I don't even, like... The rules are that it, it can't be a ticketed performance show, even music. There can be music, but it has to be incidental to the dining experience. So, so, so now... we're going to work around that again. So, like, okay. Say on Eventbrite you reserved an opportunity to come pick up a custom mask. A custom-made mask. A custom-made mask. And say you had dinner at the same time, and say there were some comedians... Prior comedians now, ask you know, aspiring to be musicians, playing ukuleles. <laughs> Sounds like a like sounds like a, a, a like an outcast song. Yeah, an outcast <laughs> album. Yeah, ukuleles. Um, anyway, point being, I can't take no for an answer. Um, yeah, well, but no, it's been fun. Still, we'll still take, it's, it's pretty fun to like. This is weirdly. This is what the Satanic Church does. They find these little loopholes in the laws and exploit them just to show how stupid the rules are. Ah, oh, so I'm just like a satanic church. Hey, that's not a bad thing. Okay. It's a really cool organization. Hear that, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're literal Satanists, just not pedophiles. We're, no. Yeah, it's Satanist pedophiles. That... Are Satanist pedophiles usually? No, no. Weirdly, I feel Very like they'd not. be like pretty straight edge. It, 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 it is that. Interesting. Yeah. All right, that's probably another topic. That's a documentary worth watching. That's a yeah. <laughs> so you you are now following all of the guidelines. You are having a um, you're giving out masks at, at a restaurant, and there's uh, comedians some pretty darn good comics at the too. same time. Some pretty great comedians um, playing uh, ukuleles, incidental ukuleles. Uh, some very funny ukuleleans. Um, so that's the status of the show right now. It will continue on until we get busted. Uh, yeah. In which case, we'll make a, a really good New York Times article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll so, be um capacity's 32 and you've been booking couple couple comics bi-weekly. Yeah, um I guess we can just talk about that now. So, it's been very interesting. It's been weird being on the other side of it. Most of all, I think it's made me appreciate um how hard it is to produce a show and then also how hard it is to come up with lineups that make sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have all these, like, you obviously want it to be a good show, first and foremost. So you're trying to get strong comics, which the nice thing is right now there's no, you know, there's there's so many. Well, you say the nice thing, the nice thing for you. But if you're a, a mid-level comedian who hasn't broken into a club yet or isn't isn't getting booked that often, it's never been a more competitive time. No, and that's exactly my yes to any spot. Exactly, that's my point. Yeah. Right now I was like, okay, well, you know, while the clubs aren't really running, we should try to get a number of... Um, credited comics or comics who would normally be working at the cellar or yeah. in your comedy club who'd be busy on a Thursday night. And um, it's been straight up cellar lineups. It's been, yeah, they've been great. It was, it was Shane and uh, Jay. And I mean, I could just list everyone on the show, but I won't. yeah, you can look at, check it out. If you'd yeah. like to see the lineups, you can also come to a show, but not tomorrow. Cause we sold out. Yeah. Uh, this third one in a row you sold out. So it's yeah. the third show and you sold out every one of them. Yeah. It's my first time having any hand whatsoever in producing. I'm not a producer, but I've been able to... You said influence. <laughs> yeah, recommend people for the show and, and give whatever advice I can and help help uh, have a run, but I wanted it to be your project. 
I mean, and it is my projects. Yeah. Wanted it to be. It's like, this is going to be your. I didn't want to be. I, I, yeah. I'm doing it with Rachel Lander, um, who is a delightful comic who does a lot of math stuff. She's also tall and athletic, so kind of became friends through that. And she's very good at like finding venues and knows that like, we've got a good, cool DJ and a good photographer and stuff like that. So it was really fun. And an impossibly cool native New Yorker who just knows. Oh, yeah. Cool she's like people from cool the Upper East Side. Yeah, exactly. Um, but. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's been very difficult. And also the amount of wrangling that needs to occur. Like last week, um, you know, God bless everybody. So obviously right now everybody's like trying to do as many spots as they can. And they're also kind of, they're not as centered in Manhattan. They're all over the place. They're in random spots in Brooklyn, like the tiny cupboard we went to. Yeah. was such a cool venue. Oh, that's becoming a yeah, that's it's like one of the regular best, performance venues. Absolutely. Um like but five pretty random ass location kind of. Yeah, you just know? a rooftop. Right, exactly. So it's just like the the travel time between spots a lot more like lengthy than I think normally, but people are still pushing a lot in. I remember last time one of the comics who I won't name because I don't want to call him out, but he wasn't there yet and literally I was about to light the comic before him. And I'm looking, I'm like either I'm closing the show right now, or he's going to walk through the door and basically go straight on stage. And I was like, uh, and it's just, um, you know, you got to improv through it, roll with the punches. But I was like, damn, I do not appreciate enough the, like, this is just the second show and like dealing with these kind of things, which isn't a big deal. I mean, this, this happens, obviously. It's just kind of part of the, part of the game, but, um, definitely a renewed sort like sense of appreciation for the people making it all happen behind the scenes. Right. And you're, or do you feel like you're getting booked now as a result of booking a show? I think so. Um, I've gotten booked on... It's nice because it's like a lot of the people who I knew... First of all, let's talk about the fact that like we're doing a lot of mics now outdoors in the park, mm-hmm. which has been ridiculous because I'll walk up to Central Park and they'll be like, it's in Sheep's Meadow, which is huge. So you're like compassing like where's northeast? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like a, like a lost camper wandering around looking for a group of just kind of awkward people standing with each other. Is this the mic or the shows? No, I'm saying for mics. For mics, okay. Um, but the nice thing is that a lot of the people who are doing that are also pretty motivated. So I feel like I've met a lot of people who are now producing mm-hmm. and to some capacity. So I've actually been able to get booked on a couple of things, which has been nice. Um, what I never appreciated was how competitive it is to get booked on a show. Oh. Like just seeing wow, must how be many nice, options Matt. you have <laughs> yeah. every week and just being like, God, there's a hundred funny people that, like even just people I want to recommend to you, there's a list of a hundred people I think are great, but I haven't even brought their names up yet because maybe they're the top, not the top of my mind or because <laughs> we don't need another white man on the lineup. Or... I know. That's the hard part too, is just trying to make sure it's a good representation of people. Like obviously I feel very, very strongly about that. But it's also like fucking hard sometimes mm. to to make sure the lineups are, you know, appropriately. Like there's enough women. Like I'm definitely want always to have as many women as possible. Yeah. But Rachel and I are obviously both women, so we're like, well, if we're on the lineup, then, you know, that's it's weird because yeah, yeah, exactly, because it's kind of limiting. I'm like, all right, well, we already got us, so do we want to add more? But I honestly think at some point I might like maybe just do an all woman show to kind of try to make up for a couple of those and get some more. Um, girls on or something like that. So you do 
the the flyer is six people. There's only six people on the flyer, and those are your regular spots. Yeah, I mean, this is all so subject to change. Right, but the, the way <laughs> you're doing right now it. is really interesting because it wasn't what I would have thought to do. You do six regular spots, and then you do guest spots as well. Yeah, then we'll have. Well, we started adding because we were like, well, it, going back. So obviously, we we're looking at the lineup, and we were like, oh, we want to get the people who. It feels like we should try to book the people who do this professionally and are trying to get back out there. You know, they've earned it. They've worked really hard. They're fucking they, they funny, and it's a good show. show. Yeah. It's gonna be a good show. But on the flip side, like maybe people who are really, really talented, but just younger or haven't been doing it quite as many years. They're not professional yet. Whatever, mm-hmm. or maybe never will be. But like they're still obviously an active, important part of the community, and they are oftentimes even more advanced than I am in this whole thing. So I'd like to, you know, the one year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel so stupid with the whole. I mean, this is all. Everything is just with the biggest asterisks of. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. We are winging it, but people, you know, seem to be enjoying it. So, plus, it's something to do which we have precious few of those right now. Right. People are really hungry for audiences are showing up, which is yeah. a very pleasant surprise. I didn't, because it's the only entertainment you can go visit. Movie theaters are open. Yeah. You can't go to Broadway. So people are like, I guess comedy shows what we're doing tonight. Yeah. No, but so that's why we've had a couple of guest spots that we've added in um, mm-hmm. where we just like try to keep the time a little bit shorter, but just get people who aren't necessarily like, I'm going to keep using the example of just past at the cellar or whatever it may be, or like doing yeah, like touring night, yeah. or something like that, um, but are still super fucking funny. And, you know, I want to give performance opportunities to them as well. And what I also really like is we have this amazing photographers that are coming out and um, Ari, who's awesome. Um, and then a new DJ who we're bringing in. So who I like, you know, saw DJing a rooftop party and like, Got to meet her. So it's cool to be able to support various types of art. Yes. I, it's my favorite part about it. It's Man. just being able to like, the pho- you know. The photography, I didn't realize how big of a role that plays. Yeah. And I mean, because it's, it's all, you know, image. You you want to look like a, you know, one of the hot shows. You want to look like it's uh, great crowds and great lineups because that creates buzz among comedians and among people just, or, or people who are trying to go to the shows. And we have a really great photographer we're getting these really Aaron. great pictures, and I feel like it's it's built your show up to a pretty high status pretty quickly. Not that there's a ton of competition right now, but no, I mean there's some actually. There are it's, some, there's some really cool good shows, but within the last it's couple kind of, the of perfect weeks, time to start a show. Within the last couple of well, sort of, except for the fact that it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes it cool. That was yeah, the thing we were talking about that with uh, we were talking about what that was with, with Sam and. Uh, uh, Carmen yesterday. It? Oh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. The mystique of it feeling very speakeasy, very clandestine. Just Yeah, but yeah. I also obviously don't want to get anyone in trouble. I'm a... Yeah. Hey, we're being safe. You know I mean? and, and again, yeah, no, I mean, health-wise, I'm not worried about the it. the rules still. It's now incidental. People are paying for a mask, and there happens to be musicians. <laughs> I, we're following the I don't feel bad. Like, contractually, <laughs> they can't come after us. It doesn't matter. I mean, the other... Contractually. Legally... It's um. Point being, it's been quite an quite an adventure, and it's been fun. So, also the other side of it is, I, I've had to host. Yeah. And I've never hosted before, so thank God my energy is pretty. Oh, so we've been doing all the park shows, which require like. Let's back up before we like kind of talk about the hosting. Let's talk about the park shows because I think that's a mm-hmm. makes more sense. How how have you enjoyed? How have those been different? So stand up New less York, less and less. <laughs> yeah, stand up New York has been like every single, almost every single night doing like nine different park shows. 
in various parts of the city. Um, now they started having some mics, which is cool. But before, it was just you had to... Stand New York's not doing mics, just the city has more open mics. Stand no. New York has open mics? No, has has mic... I'm sorry, microphones. Oh, sorry. Microphones, mics. I, no, Stand New York doesn't have open mics. Yes. Okay. And they're doing... It's So what's been very interesting about quarantine is that um, I would say the top... My top fours in the city, in order of the amount of shows they have, was Cellar has the most shows and very good shows. I would say The Stand books the most club shows after that did. Then it would be New York Comedy Club. has a lot lot of shows as well, Uh, you know, a couple a week, maybe after The Stand, or maybe those two were, you know, yeah, about the same. What is it, like three a night or something around the... Well, New York Comedy Club had three at each location per night, two or three at each location per night. I always forget that they have... But Stand had upstairs and downstairs, and Stand had really really big crowds coming in and then I would say in fourth place was Stand Up New York which was just kind of far and it only has one room right and what's happened since quarantine is it's now completely flipped the other way Stand Up New York books the most shows in the city because of all their park locations then uh, what did I say New York Comedy Club's doing these roof uh, these deck shows these penthouse shows Uh, the stand is having porch shows at their location and seller isn't booking any live shows at all so things can shift really quickly, and it's a good reminder to never put all of your eggs in one basket. I, I hope they all come roaring back. I'm, I, I, I mean, I root for I any, think those four any especially venue that, will. that produces comedy. Yeah, they're 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 legendary. I know. I think that those four. It's like the the smaller locations, which I think are. Yeah, but it's it's but, a good lesson, and don't be complacent with what you have, and, and don't invest in one venue because yeah. I see it's a mistake a lot of comics make. You get into one place, and you 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 get so many spots there, you don't even venture out. And uh, a booker changes. This is this, or... is this is a problem, Matt. That that's like the creme de la. Like it's not. It's really not champagne. It's problems. really not. I, is it the, really not? It's really not. Houston has secret group. I've heard comedians be like, "There's comics who just go up at the secret group, and they don't venture okay. out." So you think this is something that's not just like if you're only getting seller spots, like you shouldn't just, just do seller, seller spots. Listen, okay, seller is obviously. <laughs> I'm kidding, but it's just no, like you're right. You're on my eight, side, like, I'm like, I've oh yeah, I'll definitely, with, I'll make sure I turn down some of the spots. That I've seen there. people do that with Creek in the Cave. You get in really yeah. good at Creek in the Cave. There's lots of shows there, but you have to have other other places. What if what if you just fall out with the Booker at a venue like that? It's and it's also just better for your comedy to have a, a diversify. Variety. Yeah, to to have a a, you know, a wide diet of different rooms and different abilities. That's that's something is that's just key. That's why a lot of cities that produce great comics are ones that have lots of different types of audiences. Atlanta being one in particular, where the comics, if you want to do the most stage time, you have to be able to do very different types of rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just. I, I, it's just a, a cool reminder, and you're, you you've stayed on top of, of performing, and you, and you're back, and you're doing lots of you know at least a couple sets a week. Um, at least between that and mics, like I'm going up. Mics or sets, yeah. But what the nice the nice part is the open mics too have been a really different experience because obviously there are a lot of park meetups, uh-huh. but also they're like during the daytime, you know, in light, which makes. And it's, it's a bunch of people who are kind of excited to see one another, you know, yeah. and everyone's trying to be careful and wear their masks and stuff, but it's still like, you haven't seen people in so long. So as much as obviously doing a, you know, not having a microphone and or chair, like sitting on or standing, just like the grass is kind of Dude, it's different. Just, it's just a hangout. It's like, yeah, it's like talking it's, to a group of people at a party, except one of you is holding a microphone. That's, it just, that's what it just I honestly like. think that the reactions have been, everyone's just 
seems more happy to be there, more grateful to be there. And it's less like, like the mics prior to um, everything, the quarantine, were, were straight up aggressive sometime. Well, they did. were not, like it was an openly not fun environment. Right. And most of the mics, even the ones where I've gone to where I don't know anyone prior, has been just kind of like a, a generally like upbeat experience. For the most part, I'm sure there's exceptions out there. So I'm sure there's some people out there still bringing the misery to an open mic. I right. can't imagine. Hate speech next to yeah. family picnicking. That was I did one open mic, and that was kind of the thing I noted of like club shows aren't as good outdoors, uh, or or you know alt shows aren't as fun on a rooftop. Improv comedy is completely dead. Oh yeah. And open mics are now slightly better. That's how bad open mics were yeah. before. They're the, the only thing that's been improved by this whole situation. Like, yeah. At least how I'm getting vitamin you? D while I bomb. Truly, I was like, at least it's just like there's a nice breeze if someone's not yeah. laughing. I'm like, eh. yeah. because that was the worst. I remember last year I would be going to these mics and I'm like, it's a gorgeous night. Let me go into this basement with a bunch of like kind of, you know, moderately creepy dudes. Yeah, and it's <laughs> not so all, dark. but some. <laughs> it's so dark and open because you assume everyone's just sitting there hating you. Yeah. And when there's daylight, you'd be like, oh, they're just not paying attention. Oh, or they <laughs> not, or they're just hate, like listening just, uh, passively. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which right. is fine. Yeah. You also it's like a lot more difficult to just be on your phone uh-huh. at the park. Yeah. Because you're like, I, I can see you. You're sitting on a blanket in front of me. <laughs> the good, you're not hiding in a dark corner. <laughs> so the park shows, the good park shows are really fun when they get a lot of people out there. The, uh, the Sheep's Meadows, especially the late ones on Saturday, are, are really good. I've really had a lot of fun at Cedar Point when that fills up. Or Cedar, oh, Cedar Hill. Cedar Hill, yeah. Yeah, and Central. And, um, yeah, sometimes you only have, like, seven people, though. And then yeah. it's a good exercise. You have to perform. You have to connect. You can't just do your set, which is uh, something I am I fall into way too easily. So it's been, it's been good shaking out some of my really bad habits. It's been, I think, particularly good for you, your energy... No, I, I have park energy as yeah. it is. So you opened a show the other day. That was I really opened cool. a show. Yeah, that was because you're performing your book now at Stand Up New York. You're booked on these. Yeah, these I get it. I get an you're a club regular. I guess. Yeah, I'm a park club regular sure. with big ass big asterisks on that. Um, but I do. I have really big like not. I don't know if I'm act out heavy, but I have like you know big gestures and stuff like that. So I think it helps people just follow along when they might not be able to hear. Everything, because mm-hmm. that's that's been something you've really had to like. For instance, at our show, there it's near like Laguardia, kind of is we're in that little air path over it. So there's planes that go across right every maybe 10, 15 minutes or so. Not a big deal, but you'll be doing a joke and then you're like, shit, yeah, <laughs> I kind of gotta wait like three or four seconds for this plane to go over. So just being able to kind of keep people's attention and make sure that they don't get lost in your stories or. You know, there's there's some visual cues to kind of bring them back in. I think I tend to have more of that because of I, my theory is my improv background. And I don't, coaching. Uh, and and swim coaching. Deck, you have to yeah. be loud. Yeah, you have, yeah, you have to have be able to project across like a noisy pool mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah, that's weird. I never thought that that would be. It influenced the way I, I perform. It gave me uh, the ability to speak clearly and loudly because I was yeah. coaching masters. It's the worst. For many years, and when it's, I started comedy, I was doing it. I mean, that's the tough part, is you watch some comics who are killers, they're great, but they're quiet, or they're soft-spoken, or they're pretty, you know, even, or like, low energy. Mm-hmm. Like, the words do the work. 
Yeah, and if the words do the work, it's tough at the park. It can be. Yeah. Some of the shows are still, they'll be there for it, but... People keep talking about how good... I haven't seen him yet in a park, but John Marco is very natural in the park because he doesn't have a musical theater degree. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I was made... Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. Loud. made for this. And you and I are both loud, so that helps a lot with no microphone. The microphone's been nice. We just started having microphones again. It's it's interesting. There, There is a section... There's both an XKCD comic... And a, a section of Bossy Pants by Tina Fey, where they talk about how how when you're exposed to something really nice, you're like you're like you have stars in your eyes yeah. for a few days, and and just how quickly you can start nitpicking it, oh, absolutely. and taking it for granted. And that's how it's full of park shows. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm just doing this again. I thought I might never do this again. Yeah, just I didn't know when it was coming back, and I'm just so happy, and I feel so good, and even now all the jokes are working, but I'm getting laughs, I'm seeing smiles. And now I'm like, I'd rather be doing a rooftop show. You know what I mean? I'm like, ugh, we don't have enough people here. This isn't fun. And uh, my new joke didn't work. So I'm, I'm already back That's to That's good. That means comedy is actually booked. Or back. You're, yeah. you're taking it for granted once again. That was my, uh, I posted that as a joke of uh, when comedy returns, I'm never going to take taking things for granted for granted. <laughs> and I think I'm, I'm back at that, that point so where true, I'm, I'm grateful to be so ungrateful. Yeah, yeah, to be able to actually be in that position. And the other side of it is I think everyone's pretty aware that this is just a, a ticking, uh, we're, we're on a borrowed time right now because, I mean, this is New York. It gets pretty cold here. Yep. Right now we have nice weather. It's August, so it's hot. Um, but that fades off fairly quickly. It's already getting darker earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. So what we realistically can go through maybe October, maybe Depending the park shows, some of the bars and patios, if they put heaters the rooftops out, rooftops with heaters, yeah, yeah, heaters will be okay. But like, I, I mean, unless they open up indoor stuff, and I can totally understand, you know, the the hesitation there until we kind of get more um, vaccines. We'll see if New York <laughs> is dead or not. Yeah, is see, New York City dead? Or Alturitarian. That's a. You should explain that briefly so that people see. can. James Altucher, who is one of the owners of uh, Stand Up New York, wrote an article called "New York Is Dead" that uh, people had strong that people had about, yeah thoughts on very strong feelings about, and then uh, Seinfeld responded with an article from New York from is like not dead. where was he like on, like Martha's Vineyard or something? <laughs> Neither of them, meanwhile, are like in New York right now. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you're like okay, <laughs> thanks for that hot take. Appreciate it. It's just it's just entertainment, you know. It's just. Their financial advisors are calling them and they're like, listen, New York is dead. Miami's where it's at now. Put your money in Miami. That's, that's my whole theory is that Altucher uh, is, is shorting New York and Seinfeld has uh, you know stocks in New York. You can just buy. When you're that rich, you can just buy stocks in New York. Yeah, you can just, at a certain point. That's, that's a lot. land ownership is. And then the, kind and, of, actually, in its own weird way. And they're just trying to drive the market. Bearish or bullish. <laughs> I, I, hmm. I have more questions about your show. Do you feel like so? Might may I, if I ask a question? Do you feel like you might end up making enemies as a result of being a booker? I like no. I mean, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I feel like this whole like, why does uh, comedians are so damn dramatic? Enemies because it's not a rejection enemies. of your work; it's a rejection of you. It's more the fact that there are only a couple of spots, and there's a lot of really, really great people out there. So it's like. At the end of the day, I would love your egos in the balance. Well, I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, like I would love to book everyone, and at some point, I kind of, I mean, the the dream is you hope to Mm -hmm. over a long enough period of time, but it's just like, you know, 
getting it. What I have noticed, which I I didn't think would be as big of a factor, like a couple very strong comics have, you know, reached out to be on. And I was like, that actually really does impact. Like I will, you know, chop a mind and stuff like that. And also just, it's cool to be like, oh, they like actually want to do it. And it's someone who's like fairly well established. Yeah. Um, or secondarily. Personally, can I say very yeah. nice to see because I'm very quick to, if I see what looks like a good show, have an Instagram page, I'll follow it. I'll just, yeah. you know what I mean? Just ding, just keep following it, see what, what they're doing. Uh, if they don't message me, I'll maybe go hang out. Uh, but it's good to see comics far more established than I am uh, doing the same thing. And I, I mean, remember obviously... one person in particular followed you within days of creating the account. I was like, good for her. No, and, and I mean, that it really has made a difference. And I don't know if that's... You know, it partially is probably because I'm an inexperienced booker or producer mm-hmm. at this point. So I'm like, you know, if you're, you're, you don't have any specific data points. I just have, we have like a notepad that Rachel and I just kind of add to a couple names to. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the oh, I'm going to try to get them up. I know. <laughs> um, and there's, I mean, it's just, you know, if you reach out or if we happen to run into a person or something like that. And it's all just like happenstance. Like, oh, we happen to go to this mic and, you know saw someone or right that, that, that's there's, you there's, me. I wish there was more mm-hmm. of an actual system and I think sometimes I think I previously thought it was a lot more like scientific method to to establish these lines <laughs> people just kind of like you know oh, I'll shoot this person a message and see and like you taught me that and again it's just so funny how averse comedians are to any kind of salesmanship some of tactics. them, but then also some of or, them are or super they, thirsty. I mean, like someone was talking shit. We we heard through a friend that like people were angry about me doing the Chappelle thing. Oh yeah, yeah, which is like, so funny. And, and it was like, also, I mean, I knew that was going to happen. But yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seek out opportunities. Cool. You could have done the exact same thing. Yeah, you're you're certainly welcome to hate me, but like any you. Don't be ashamed to ask for Well, things. I think that's the other... Yeah, exactly. Like, the worst thing that can happen is you hear no as yeah. the answer. And that just... If that's, like, a scary enough reason for you to not, you know, reach out or do something, then, like, you're probably not going to... You might you might be just talented enough that you still manage to progress, mm-hmm. but, like, probably not. And, I mean, I'm trying to tell myself this just as much as you because I'm, like, I'm the very adverse to like reaching out and like doing the self-promotion and stuff like that because in swimming you know you didn't have to no was the your, weird part talent, it was all numbers did the talk it was all yeah quantitative like what time did you go What's, the end what was that tiffany haddish movie called girls trip girls night do you happen to remember the name uh, more she's had a, girls, i don't know girls if you know night. this matt she's been in a couple movies that was her first big one though what, what and was the story it? was it was big names it was like i want to say uh, Jada Jada Pinkett Smith and like I don't Queen think Latifah. I saw this. It was a foursome. It was it was a, a, a foursome of of very funny okay. uh, uh, actors uh, leading the the movie. And Tiffany it was Tiffany's big break. And there was a great article about when you know when she was auditioning for the movie. Casting came back like yeah, we're just looking for a name for that role. And she says, "Tell them I have a name. It's Tiffany Haddish, and I've oh, had it for thirty years." I love and she her. She was she was the risk they took. She was not a draw at that point. So, so putting her putting her there could have potentially hurt ticket sales uh, versus if they had put someone who's just going to draw out people. To, right. You know, I'll see a movie with that person in it. So they let her just be someone who had to rest on talent rather than name, and it launched her, and it was a successful movie. And now she does have a name. Yeah. And, <laughs> She she was a she is a person who famously doesn't have uh, 
any uh, I'm so bad at words no. uh, isn't isn't hesitant to to promote herself. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a fine line because you don't want to be obnoxious, obviously, but you also want to be confident, and then you also want to like recognize your own limitations. Like, have I told air the, that way? Though I was, say, if you want to err on one side, err on that side. Well, but you, who, who um, Brad? Did we talk about the Brad Williams? Yeah, when we were and when he was asking, like, if I want to do a spot, and I didn't. He offered you a guest spot. He yeah, offered me a, a guest on a spot on a show, on. Yeah. which was extremely nice of him yeah but it was i hadn't no done i was like oh, she does stand up too and, uh... yeah and i hadn't done stand up in like five months at yeah. this point and i was that was one that i declined and it was just because i was like this isn't gonna go well and you know to be fair you have that policy I'm, with performers on your show you don't want you, you yeah people who are asking you to your show who haven't there done are some people yet. yeah who haven't done stand up since like march and i'm like no like you yeah. have to go Shake to a couple mics yeah. you know this, you don't need to go straight to uh, performing in front of a real crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, there are plenty of other performance opportunities where you can just go and like experience speaking in front of other people again, a couple of rounds. Right. So. Yeah, get your form back. Yeah. So, so no enemy is made yet. I don't think so. I mean, also like if someone's gonna hate me for that, then like we probably wouldn't have been friends in yeah. the first place you know what i mean like i'm like okay like that's something that i'm having to make peace with of like if i want the things i want i will have to accept having enemies to have those things oh, it's gosh. impossible to get to a certain level without having people resent you and talk shit about you i mean that's not saying that i'm certain some of it's warranted but like that risk aversion is uh it's it's not a virtue yeah i mean i think it's also just like Past a certain point, at least. Yeah, I mean, just trying to be genuinely decent to ev- as many people as, uh, to sure. everyone. Yeah. And if an someone's going to be jealous or maybe angry that you didn't put them up, you know, that's kind of like more of a personal journey for them. Yeah. That's not necessarily. But again, watching you booking this has made me forgive a lot of people who'd ever booked me. Of like, oh, maybe it wasn't a personal thing. Maybe they just never got around to booking me. And oh, top of mind. You taught me yeah, the sales yeah, yeah, tactic of top of mind. Of like, I started playing that game with myself. Of whenever I was in a position to recommend people, like, hey, we need someone for the show, and I would just toss out a couple names. Or if I like dropped out of a show and had to suggest people, the names I listed always happened to be at the top of my cache. It was always people whose yeah. name or face I'd run across in the last couple of days. You can only sort through. It's a mental algorithm thing. Your brain works off works backwards through recent data. Yeah. And exactly. That's why it's good to go hang out at shows. Also, a good thing to note, I think this has happened on your show. People who have hung out have gotten spots. If you want to do a right. show that you're well, not getting booked on, go hang out. There's, the only problem with that right now, though, is because of um, limited capacity. Right. So, yeah, that's, you know. Yeah. And in person's always more, well, <laughs> I guess it's a weird time for in person, but I've always found in person to be more effective than sending a message because it's very totally. easy to ignore a message. If someone comes and watches the show, totally. It's. It's, God, it's just appreciated. Anyone who's come Absolutely. to watch it. Because you've had comics who just show up just to watch the show. And you're like, that's so nice. It's totally appreciated. Um, I just feel bad right now because like, we had two people who asked to come tomorrow to hang out. And I was like, you know, unfortunately, like we have to follow the <laughs> sort of follow the rules. Right, but you never know who's going to be running late. I remember I did Good Looks. Yep. I did Good Looks. Well, I mean, to be honest. I was one of the best shows in L.A. because I happened to be there. And someone was running late and I got a spot at like... That's cool. It was when I needed it. It was, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brent Weinbach was running late, and Brent Weinbach doesn't own a cell phone, so they didn't know when he was going to be there. 
So I did five minutes and he walked in. That's incredible. Not own a cell phone? That would be... Brent's a very weird guy and one of the funny... It's yeah. Max and Nikki's older brother. Oh, cool. Why he's does... the strangest... I love that. He's an that. LA comic. He's the strangest... One of the strangest acts, like true alt, and I've never laughed harder uh, at someone on stage. I saw him once in LA. He did this clapping opening, and it was the hardest I've ever laughed at a stand-up comedian. Damn. Yes. I mean, it's, I guess, the impact of not having to, like, stare at just anxiety-producing stuff all day on your phone. Yes. Oh, man. What else did we want to... I think that was most of what we want. I mean, I could talk I'm back about... back on the road. Yeah, you're back on the road. Where are you going little, next? Uh, Philly is my next place, uh, September 10th through 12th, and I will be... Um, well, they're, they're patio shows, so I, if, if you cool. are risk-averse uh, and feel comfortable with that, please come out to those um, and buy some illegal and, merch, Matthew's uh, bootleg merch, because my merch uh, infringes on a lot of uh, copyrights, so I can't even uh, oh. post what I'm selling, but it's good. And I have a show now you should come see. Um, yeah, it, the next one is tomorrow, actually. I don't know when we're going to post this, but it's on the, what is the date? I don't know. Tomorrow's Thursday. It's bi-weekly on Thursdays. You can look at Now and Then Comedy or just follow me and I post um, an annoying amount about it as well. Um, so come to one of those shows. We'd love to see you. Um, get get in that top of mind I guess and um, other than that other than that if, if there's comedy going on in your city wherever you live and yeah. you're not a comedian who listens to this uh, this podcast which why uh, go go try to find an outdoor comedy show go look at what's going on go support it the comedians would really appreciate it yeah, and you're gonna... gonna get a taste of something really cool this is speakeasy comedy this is a rare point in, 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 in our in our history and our culture and you'll get to see something really neat and be part of something really fun yep that's um, it. That's it. Okay. Stay safe. Please wear your mask. Please wear masks. I mean, no, not please. Wear your mask. No, wear your mask. Yeah, wear your yeah. mask. No, Save please. a life. All right. Okay. Bye.